Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy Hump Day! One and all, Lori and Julia show for your Wednesday. A sunny Wednesday. On My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Holly and I are voting for Clive Owen to be Bond. We think he's an underrated and underappreciated British actor. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I'm not feeling that one either. Yeah, I mean, I liked him. I liked him like 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fine. Yeah, we're stuck with Blonde Bond. Don't even get sucked down this the broccoli this is cubby hole yeah. of Bond. Think of how much time we've wasted on this show <laughs> talking about Blonde Bond. I know, Who I cares? Know. Yeah. Well, well, you know. Charlie on him. Charlie Hunnam would be fantastic. Okay, there. That's it. That, if it can't be Idris Elba, move on to Charlie Hunnam because he's really British. Yes. He's really good looking and he could do everything he couldn't do as Christian Grey as Bond. He can be hot in a suit because we know we can get down and dirty with the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Dudes. You know what I mean? That movie kind of looks good, that Triple Frontier. Well, you know, when I thought about that, and I thought we can see it for free in a month or something. 13th. Oh, is it just a week? All it has to do is open in the theater for a week. Because I thought it'd be kind of fun to see on the big screen. Those are good looking uh, yeah, men. I don't know that we want to right, see him in yeah. just a forty-seven inch TV, but you have an eighty inch, so <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be better at your house. I don't know. Movie I don't night. Know. I don't know. All I know is I threw snow at snow today. What? When I came <laughs> out of a place at about ten thirty and it was snowing, I picked up snow and I threw it at the snow and I said a bad word to the snow. Okay. And how did it feel? It felt good to yell at the snow and did throw it? snow at the. It was just sort of like it was before the sun came out and it was just sort of lazily flaking down and i'm just like screw you snow mm. you know and you now know? now we got to deal with it again this weekend so you don't want to go skiing tonight uh i don't want to go i wanted to go skiing on sunny pack powder on 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 saturday that was really what i wanted and uh yeah duluth is gonna get um rain and snow which is always so much fun to ski in <laughs> I, you know, one time I remember oh, my very first away weekend with my ex, we went to Duluth. Um, very first time. Yeah. And we went to Spirit Mountain because we were like, I'm like, you're a skier, I'm a skier. Yeah, ski. and that is a fun it's, place to ski. Oh, but it was... Was it... It rained mm. and we... Um, first we flooded our hotel room tub somehow, some way, Lord knows how. Yeah. Um, were you staying in the little octagon villas at, at Spirit Mountain? No, we were oh. staying at the Radisson where oh, the carriage spins yes. on the top. Yes, and fancy. Then we, that was the nicest place was, in town. I know. 
mm-hmm. fancy. And then we went to um, Spirit Mountain and just, I thought I was going to crash into the chairlift pole. Yes. Because there was no way to turn, do anything. You just had to fall and try to grab onto something. And I thought, this is not fun. We were going up the chairlift and it's when the pellets are just coming at you sideways and everything. (laughs) So we went home, didn't, and then we went to the club Saratoga. Oh, nice. And had watched the shows. Yeah. And learned a signature move. Oh. And it made me laugh. I mean, (laughs) what's the signature move? You know, laying down in scissor, the scissor, the one around the pole. (laughs) No, no, it's, it's private. I'll show Lori later. Okay. Okay. All right. But it was very funny. And I just think I wouldn't go there if it was raining for the love of God, because there's no protection. Yeah. You're on a, you're on the hill, you're on a hill and it's kind of where it's fits in Duluth. That's also the part of Duluth that if if everything the conditions are right off the lake, it becomes a nice foggy soup sure. bowl. Yeah. So then you can't see, which is always fantastic when you're skiing, not to yeah. feel like because that's a fun place to ski. So I'll just go up next weekend and ski with my nephew. He's yeah. like, you know, he had a hankering to go skiing, and we just thought, I just thought, you know, this weekend surely we can't get another snowstorm. And don't try to fly to Bozeman this weekend because I already thought of that too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's only a mere eight or nine hundred. Yeah, oh my gosh! I know the Bozeman. Outrageous, Donnie. Wow. Can we play a song? People were yeah. at a concert last night that yeah. we completely forgot to buy tickets to. It sold out right away. <laughs> Robin. Robin. Yeah, we okay, had two concerts. Uh, we're, uh, this is uh, dancing on my own. Oh, we dancing always, on my own. Okay, we always play it on the on the. Okay. Um, on, on the, the days that we hear that she's coming no, to concerts. No. We always play it on the My Talk float for dancing, too, because oh. it's one of the world's greatest uh, songs to dance to. I'm sure she ended it. I should have asked Bradley. Swedish? Yes, yes. So I guess it sold out. People were going crazy, uh, and I went crazy when I realized I missed it. Oh well, I know you can't go to every damn concert. And then you missed Kiss on Monday Who night. Cares? Twelve thousand people. Twelve thousand people showed up uh, for their because it's supposedly the great farewell tour. I remember when we saw them at the fair, and it was so hot. And everybody's dressed, dressed up. up like oh my god! With all the makeup. I'm like, wow. So much. All right. Well, that was all. That, that was fun. on. That was but on see, Monday while night. That was going on. I was watching the University of Minnesota boys basketball beat Purdue, which yeah. was ranked 11th. That was a really fun game to watch. Their basketball floor at the barn is white. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, yeah. like that, Danny? I never give it much thought. It's yeah. weird to watch. Yeah, and then the Timberwolves won last night. They did. So we had two basketball. That's what I did. Yeah. Okay. It was sold out at the Palace. And when that place is sold out, I mean, it's not that big. I mean, you went to a concert there. It's not fun for short people when it's sold out. It is because you can't see. Right. Yeah. Shoot. That's all right. Anyway. I, I went to Grand anyway, but you would have. Oh, I would have. Riemann Schneider said she displayed a royal flair and she wore... Uh, a silver dress, and it looked like she had like some painted on nipples. That's kind of hot. She's you know thirty nine, and I don't know if she said anything about Prince. I think she did. Let's see. Oh, she kind of. Uh, she hasn't been here since he passed. It's like everyone's it's, first time through here. Yeah, yeah. Well, she hasn't been here. I think in a long time. She like Lady Gaga made her debut at the Fine Line. 
It's not something. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. many people have played at the fine line? You saw Katy Perry there Boston too. No, you saw First Katie Avenue. Perry. I saw First her Avenue. at First Avenue, mm-hmm. and I was, it was an all ages show. And I couldn't find anyone to go with me. No one knew who she was. And I was there with a bunch of teenage girls and their mom. And I'm just wandering around drinking basically in a sea of moms and teenage daughters. <laughs> and it was such a fun show. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, people had fun at that show. And I do know Bradley went. I'm jealous. Well, yeah, right. I know. Julie, what can that. I say? What can I say? What I don't can know. I say? I don't know. My husband was at that Timberwolves game and uh, he... Um, he came home with a pair of Jameson fingerless gloves for me because they were giving out little taste samples of Jamesons and, you know, getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. So I've got oh, my right. green fingerless oh, you've got gloves. Your green drinking gloves. Ready now, to... Garris isn't here this year. Uh, well, no. I know. And the parade this year, the St. Paul parade is on Saturday, the 16th. Right. Then St. Patty's is the 17th. And then there's Lucky Palooza is happening this What's... weekend. It's down on West Seventh, oh, and where they kind of do the music. So I think you went to I've it. I've been to this. This is and very they do fun. music and have tents, and it's just they call it Lucky Palooza. Mm-hmm. It's just St. Paul taking advantage of St. Patrick's Day for a whole week. I mm-hmm. approve. I Maybe totally ten approve. days. Right. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough of. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, our Prince Harry, I just love his dad vibes that he's given us on all these appearances he's been doing. And that's given you the vibe. Just cool dad vibes, you know. Give me one of them. He just, even, you know, he just seems like he's so... Proud and happy about his wife having his baby. He just seems more grown up. You know, he doesn't seem like the kid. He, the kid that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he, he just had seems the crown like jewels in his hand and a cool party <laughs> in, Vegas, in Vegas just a mere so. three summers ago. Yeah. He's settled. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. like all grown up. I know. Wipe away our tears. Anyway, well, he um, uh, last night, or it was, I guess, yeah, yesterday, he was uh, at WE Day, you know. We day they have that they do this thing where they're yes. celebrating women and he gets up on stage but it's for youths you know the schools do it so I guess they do it in the UK as well as here okay and Harry's the president of the Queen's Commonwealth Trust which funds and connects young leaders of social purpose ventures all around the world wow. so okay okay he's um and he's the Queen's you know youth ambassador. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here's a little bit of um, Harry at Wee Day. This morning, thunderous cheers for the royal couple in front of a crowd of thousands. Prince Harry was joined on stage in a surprise appearance by his wife, Meghan, at the finale of a rousing speech he gave to young students in London. Hugging Meghan, the prince told the crowd, Guys, I am with you, and we are with you. Get to work. Earlier in his address for We Day, a charitable event that encourages children to take part in social change, Harry quoted Martin Luther King, saying, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. He then told the crowd his wife often reminds him of this quote, and she came out on stage in a surprise appearance. The crowd erupted. This is Meghan's second public appearance in as many days. She's due sometime in April, but her third trimester isn't slowing her down. She recently traveled to New York and Morocco. Just last weekend, she and Prince Harry went to see Tina the Musical. 
And yesterday, she was all smiles as the royal family marked Prince Charles's 50th anniversary as the Prince of Wales. And I don't think she was expecting to come out because, Julia, she didn't really have any makeup on. And usually she has like, you know, a glow. A, a glow. She does the bronzer. Mm-hmm. And I am very impressed at her ability to wear high heels in her third trimester and skinny jeans. She didn't, that stage look, she didn't even look pregnant from the side. Because she has a blazer and skinny pants on. Yeah. That woman, she's made to give babies. She ah. <laughs> looks so fantastic. And Harry is so proud at, you know, peak daddy vibes. I'm just like... That daddy's going bald. Oh, I know oh, it. Well. It's, I know, but he doesn't care. He and Megan have found love and she doesn't see a hairline. That's because it's in the back. I know. All right, Donnie, play the next one. <laughs> the new royal baby is officially almost here. Officially With royal baby here. watchers desperate to know her due date. Duchess Meghan has revealed a clue. That's Meghan telling a guest at Buckingham Palace, we're nearly there, as she joked about her growing bump. (laughs) Meghan clearly seems to feel really good. She still has a pretty busy program of engagements, both publicly and behind the scenes. Um, And whenever we see her, she looks very full of energy. She looks glowing. So clearly the end of her pregnancy is going really well for her. Megan's also not slowing down in the fashion department, sporting a gold brocade dress and Amanda Wakely coat, a designer favored by the late Princess Diana. Meanwhile, Duchess Kate also dressed for the occasion, wearing a long custom gown. This is the first time the duchesses have been publicly seen together since Christmas, when rumors started of a rift between them. What we've seen is, of course, evidence that actually these two women do, um, you know, get on well and that they do enjoy each other's company. Yeah, they were seen laughing do. on camera. They, and- of course they do. The, everyone just makes much ado about nothing. But I'm going to tell you when they say Duchess Kate was wearing, what did they describe her dress as? A I'm custom gonna, gown. Uh, yeah, it was custom ugly. Yeah, I know. It, wasn't, it was really, it, wasn't, it was Little House on the Prairie meets. Um, that's very in, you know. You know I, I don't get that These look. high-necked and gunny buttoned. Sack. Very gunny sack. Very reminiscent the of the seven, late 70s, early 80s. She needs her Dingo boots. Remember those boots? The what Dingo or well, Dingo? They, but it was a pretty dress. I know, but do you remember the Dingo boots that you would wear with the gunny sack skirts? Oh, the ding, yes, dingo the brand. Boots? Yeah, the brand. Do you I remember, remember the brand. those? Yeah. Yes, I do. My sister went to a dance in a gunny sack skirt. And, a, and Dingo and boots. And Dingo boots. Yeah, she still wears that. Gina? Yeah, I okay. think she does. <laughs> I think that's still in her wardrobe, I hate to say. No, it would fit her four times over because yeah. she's so skinny. I know it. Oh, well, um, at that same thing, the thing for Prince Charles, I thought it, there's got to be a little bit of, of leg- being a prince? Yeah, the celebration of Prince of Wales. That's yeah. what it was for. And um, I thought there's got to be a little bit of gossip. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. About something. Something. Please give us something. Well, you found it. I you did. dug deep. I dug you deep. You into the troughs. Okay. Dug deep. Poor Princess Diana cannot even rest for eternity without Camilla Parker Bowles. Wearing some of her old stuff. We, that's right. Oh, Trying to me. pop one of her pieces. Camilla. Oh, gosh sakes, Camilla sorry. stepped out. You know, she's, you know, stepped out and she's, you know. She was a. She's. She's, as Princess Diana would say from the grave, she's my sloppy seconds, okay? Oh my gosh, but she was there first. (laughs) I know, but still, hawk-eyed royal watchers were focused on one of Camilla's baubles because it looked familiar. It's a diamond and emerald pendant that's 150 years old that Camilla Mm -hmm. wore on her jacket. Mm -hmm. And it belonged to Princess Alexandra, but it was passed down to the Queen Mother, who in the 1980s gave it to Princess Diana who wore it to a royal visit in Australia around her neck as a necklace. Okay. Okay, and there's a kind of a famous photo of her in a dress wearing this but beautiful brooch right. on a chain. Sure. Okay, so, um, and um, anyway, the Daily Mail says this antique emerald and diamond brooch was a good pairing for the green dress and jacket that Camilla had on you know, to wear to Buckingham Palace. But is it a little odd, the Daily Mail wondered, for the current wife to wear something the deceased ex-wife wore to honor the husband on the Australia tour where he was being feted? No. Okay. She's dead. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. Who gets ah, the all that jewelry family. anyway? There, who, who gets all the jewelry well, anyway? Here's I mean, the kids have some of it. No, they, he, here's what it, it all technically belongs to the queen. Right. And the thing, that thing has been in the family since 1863. Diana but merely did, borrowed it for her No, few no. Years. The queen mother. She did give it to her. She gave it to Diana when she married Charles in 1981. She was even able to hold on to it after she and Charles went their separate ways. But an elephant never forgets. And after Diana <laughs> died... Queen Elizabeth made sure she got all of her borrowed jewels back before Elton John and the butler got their hands (laughs) in her jewelry box. (laughs) And um, anyway, so, yeah, it's, you know, not that big of a deal. But, yeah, it, it did get taken back by the queen after she died. Now, that is... That's not. It That's, shows you that the royal family can be as petty as anybody they else's can, family because they don't know who's going to be next. Yeah, they, 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 they. Yeah, exactly. That's something. Mm-hmm. But you, okay, if it had great meaning. But I'm sorry, the royal queen has so much jewelry. I mean, there's the royal so, queen. You mean Queen Elizabeth? Yes. I mean, she has so much jewelry. Yeah, but it, this was actually given to Diana, and it would have gone. You would have thought to his, to kids. his kids, but Queen Elizabeth got it back, and I guess Camilla has worn this. At a London film premiere, at another festival, and then again, this is the third time she's worn it. And it was something that did belong to the first wife. I, I think it's odd. I think it's Well, odd. I think it might be odd because there's so many options. I mean, my word. Exactly. Think about the royal jewelry. Yes, think about the Tower of London. Full of jewelry. And, you know, it's 150 years old, but it was famously, it's this famous photo of Princess okay, Diana so in Casey's the, first wife... If, I know. I don't believe in like wearing. I would not ever like. I remember my dad got married to the second wife, and my mom had left a bunch of jewelry behind. Right. And my dad's wife took all that jewelry oh, that would piss me off. and said she was going to give us to us 
you know, when we were older, because we were all like in high school and junior high. Did she take it? Yeah, she well, took that's it so all. tacky. Well, I know, but I mean, right. it was it tacky of my dad to let her have it yeah. too, I'd yeah. say. It was it bad of my mom to leave it behind? Yeah. Yes. And it was bad of your There's, kids not to go get it immediately. We didn't even know about it. We weren't even thinking about it. We were wondering, you know, who's going to grocery shop and stuff. We had, <laughs> we had other major Priorities, things right? to think about. <laughs> all right, listen, when we come back, oh, our favorite, favorite, favorite book, and it does have a royal connection. Jennifer Robson is joining us for an amazing book called The Gown. I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Web. Trending online this afternoon would be R. Kelly and his interview with Gail King that aired on CBS this morning, particularly uh, a photograph taken when R. Kelly became enraged during the interview and Gail King remains composed in her chair. Also mad about you trending, the revival has found a home and it's going to be available on Spectrum Originals later this year. What's that? I honestly don't know, Donnie. Okay. Uh, maybe it's through Charter? Okay. Like the cable company? I'll have to do some more research on that. Okay. Uh, and also trending online this afternoon, Taylor Swift on the cover of April's issue of Elle magazine, writing about all the things she's learned before her 30th birthday later in December. That's what's trending here at My Talk. And want to remind you about My Talk 1071's listener rewards prizing. We got new prizes for March, like Mamma Mia tickets, new kids on the block tickets, and gift cards for Shamrock Shakes. Get the app and go online and register with our listener rewards at mytalk1071.com. Now time for the weather with Donnie. Partly cloudy, four below tonight. Still very chilly. Partly sunny, 19 tomorrow and then 30 on Friday and then Ollie has to leave. Na, na, just be careful. Na, na, love ain't simple. Na, na, promise me no promises. Oh, na, na, just be careful. Na, na. Love ain't simple, na na. Promise me no promises. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we are delighted. We have um, Jennifer Robson with us. She's a best-selling author. Maybe you've read her book, uh, Good Night from London. This is our first book, though, that we've read, Jennifer. And it's your newest book, The Gown, a novel of the royal wedding. Oh, my gosh. We're in love. We loved. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm delighted to hear it. Oh, it's just such a delicious telling of We love historical fiction. Can you give everybody the setup for the book? Well, basically, uh, in a quick little nutshell, it tells the story of two women who work for Norman Hartnell as embroiderers and uh, in the 1940s, and they're given the job of doing the principal embroidery on Princess Elizabeth's wedding gown in 1947, um, which, as you can imagine, is, is you know, a big responsibility. And so we follow them through that year and all the kind of the, the highs and lows of that year for both of them. And then the book also takes up uh, in 2016, so the recent past, um, when the granddaughter of one of the women uh, discovers some beautiful embroidered flowers um, and it starts looking for answers about her grandmother's past, um, which up to that point has really been hidden from her. And um, so what it is really is my way of looking at what life was like in England after the war. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm putting a little candy coating of royal everything around it, so mm-hmm. it's a little more digestible to people mm-hmm. who may not be as crazy about history as I am. Well, well, you know, one of the things that, I mean, we, of course, 
we love. I mean, this, we're this classic. Was a great book. It's so wonderful. But yes. we love everything royal. We were obsessed, you know, with Diana, obsessed with Meghan Markle. One of the things when Meghan Markle got married, and one of the details that we learned that I was enchanted by, and then it was, you know, your book comes out like six months later, was all the embroidery that went on her train. And it I thought. It was exquisite. I actually got to see her wedding veil. I was in. I went to uh, England in November uh, to see my editor there, and uh, and I I took a little day for myself to go out to Windsor Castle, mm-hmm. and I saw it. And it was a. I was on a private tour late in the late in the day. Oh my gosh. And the tour guide let me stay for quite a long time and let me go up past the ropes and basic. I think I left nose prints on the glass. Oh my the gosh. Truth. I got to see it really, really up close. And what you couldn't see on TV or really in any of the photographs, each of the little flowers, and they're flowers from each of the countries that make up the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. each of those little flowers um, is almost three-dimensional. So the petals kind of stick up from the veil. They're made out of a a beautiful material called organza. And then there's fine, fine stitching around the edge of each petal. So up close, someone like the Queen, for example, would have been able to see it uh, in all its detail. My suspicion is that the reason they chose those flowers for the decoration on the veil was, in a way, kind of a gift for the queen because mm-hmm. the Commonwealth is something that that is that is really close to her heart. And it's, yeah, but I mean, just to finish that embroidery thought because that is such a oh, key part to yeah. this. Is that a, a a regular thing with royal gowns? The embroidery. <laughs> It it is. Uh, you see it uh, even uh, Kate's wedding dress. It wasn't very noticeable, but there was beautiful embroidery all over the bodice mm-hmm. and skirt. It was tone on tone, so it didn't stand out quite so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana's gown had some lovely embroidery, although in her gown, what of course we all remember is the beautiful lace mm-hmm. uh, at the neckline and the and the cuffs or the, kind of the edge of her sleeves, and then I mean the just the mountains and mountains of taffeta. Um, you know, I I was a little girl. Uh, when she got married, and I still remember watching on TV that moment when she got out of the coach, oh, and then there's mm-hmm. just dress and more dress and more dress and more dress, and my little 11 year old heart was enchanted. And I think I've been in love with royal wedding dresses since then. <laughs> since then. Well, that was a that was a beautiful one to fall in love with. You know, the the historical part. You're a, you know you're a historian. You study modern history at Oxford and we know that um, in your other books you like to write about history in England and what's going on after the war. How did you find Betty Foster? It was such a coincidence. I had been feeling kind of desperate because I hadn't been able to talk to anyone who'd worked at Hartnell. I I got almost all of the story. That's he's he's a real person. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was known. He did the coronation gown for the queen. He also did Princess Margaret's wedding gown. He Mm -hmm. was he was a very very well regarded designer, but I hadn't been able to talk to anyone who'd worked there. Bearing in mind that all of these ladies would be in their nineties now, so there's relatively few of them left. Um, And so I'd gone to London to a a small uh, little uh, workshop or studio called Hand and Lock that still does very fine embroidery for the royal family for the military and for some of the top London designers like Vivian Westwood. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to teach me how to do the embroidery. I thought, well, if I can't talk to one of the embroiderers, I can learn how to do it myself, not you know, not fully, but I can get a sense of it so I can describe it properly and also get a sense of what it's like to sit and do this work 
day in, day out? What is it like? What does it feel like physically? Where does your mind go? Do you, yeah. Are you thinking of other things like your grocery list, or do you have to pay attention to them? Yeah. And so I had a wonderful day there. And in the course of that day, uh, I I was put in touch with this amazing woman called Betty Foster, who's 91 now, um, and is and she was very willing to talk to me. So I, I, I was in London. I rushed to the kind of the east, eastern fringes of London where she lives and spent a day interviewing her. And then, you know, I kept following up with phone calls and emails afterwards. And she just, she, she has uh, an amazing recollection of her time at Hartnell. And so she gave me all these wonderful stories and details that I was able to weave into the book. And I think it helped to bring the story alive um, just one of the stories that she told me was how at the very end of making uh, the princess's wedding gown, Miss um, Halliday, who was her supervisor, and I should add that Betty was a seamstress rather than, than an embroiderer, okay. um, but Miss Halliday in, invited all the women in the workroom, including everyone who had not worked on the gown, mm-hmm. to come forward and put one stitch in the gown so that that way every woman there could say, in all honesty, I helped make the princess's oh, wedding gown. And you put that I in the book. That, that I did, I did. I, I moved it next door to the embroidery workroom mm-hmm. and had uh, had Miss Dooley do the same thing. Um, but it was Betty who, who told me that story. And so just meeting her was, it, it went beyond being an honor. I, I feel it's one of those unforgettable experiences that I'll, I'll just take with me and treasure forever. And uh, when I went to see her in November, actually, she gave me a piece of fabric uh, that had been part of a wedding gift to the princess, and the fabric had been made into a beautiful ball gown, and, and there were scraps left over that Betty had been given, and she gave me one of them. Oh, so it's it, wow. it's um, uh, it's uh, framed up in my study now. I'm looking at it actually as I speak to you, and it just it just just makes me smile every time I think of it and Betty herself. That's so. That's such a great story. We're talking with Jennifer Robson. Her new book is the gown. And it is. We have to read all your other I know books it. now, I saw, Jennifer, I went, because they all sound. I mean, we do love wonderful historical fiction. You know, the Nightingale, Kristen Hanna, oh, and yeah, we the used Guernsey to love, Literary, whatever who was that the main one. Lady that we met from um, London, who wrote all those books, oh, the Queen and the White Gown, and you know, Philippa, Philippa Gregory, Philippa Gregory, Philippa. she is yeah, studio. She's the queen of historical fiction, yeah. I think a lot of people would say. Well, it's just, to me, it's a subject that there's no end of ideas stories, that you yeah. can come up with. There's and so it, many stories. It was just fun learning and, about that period and learning about everything that went into the gown, you know, her wedding gown and everything. And, I loved and it. And seeing London post the, you know, World yeah. War and the effects of everybody and Miriam, you know, having lived through France and, you yeah, know, in yeah. hiding. I, I love that. And I think we do... One of the ways we, I remember when we talked to Kristen Hanna about the Nightingale being made into a movie, and she said, you know, World War II, a lot of our war and a lot of our history is seen through the eyes of men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, and historical fiction gives us a way to see the, what happened through women because they're just as much affected, but we don't tell those stories. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. Um, I agree with Kristen 100% there. And that's why I write the books I write. Um, I, I wrote my first book, uh, which was called Somewhere in France, and mm-hmm. was set during the First World War, because I had a question, and it was, what was the war like seen through the eyes of a woman? Mm-hmm. And each of my subsequent books has taken a point of view of, of a woman. Okay. Because 
so often history is written by and for men, Mm -hmm. and those books are very interesting and valuable, but it leaves half of us out of the picture. And I am interested, what was it like to be a woman living through these times? Mm -hmm. Um, In the case of the the period after the war, it When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It was a really, really hard time. Yeah. Um, food was still rationed in Britain for years. Um, there were shortages of everything. And uh, big, big stretches of the, of the major cities, not just London, but all of Britain's cities, uh, were still in ruins from the, from the bombing, sustained right. bombing yeah. and weren't rebuilt for years. So, you know, after the war, I think people had hoped that things would get better pretty quickly. And, in fact, it took a, took long, a long time. time. Yeah. I, have yeah. To, I have to tell so, you, Jennifer, the woman who read... Um, your book, your book on tape kind of thing. The gown. Yeah. Was, is wonderful. She did. Her name's Marisa Callan, and she did an incredible job. Uh, I'm very fortunate in the, with the narrators I've had for my audiobooks. And what I loved is, is she did all those regional accents mm. in the UK that are so different. And if you get them wrong, it really shows. Yeah. It, she was and and she did. She did a Canadian accent as well. I, I just. I was thrilled when you, I you, when I listened to the audiobook. And rightly so, because I'm listening to another one right now, and it's a woman that I've heard on other books, and it's just. And I don't even. Voice. I hate her voice, <laughs> so I don't even want to. <laughs> the, the narrator really is the make or break. Yeah, honestly. it is. Yeah, if, that's, if that's what you do. Oh, okay, thank Jennifer, you so we, much. we have to just ask you with the popularity of like the Crown and you know the Queen yeah. Mom that was just on. Is the gown a novel of the royal wedding being uh, who's now Queen Elizabeth? Is that going to be a TV series? It's. I can't say a lot of okay. details. It's it's being discussed at the moment. That's about all I'm allowed to talk okay, about. It's delicious. Jennifer, but I'm hopeful we'll, we'll may see it, it be on, on HBO, okay? Or Netflix. We don't care. We don't care. All right, yeah. Jennifer. And then we have to ask you, what's the last great book you read? The last great book I read, it's The Huntress by Kate Quinn. Oh, I know you're going to be with her out. this weekend. I am, yes. Kate and I are friends of longstanding, and um, no one could deserve the success she's had more. Um, she is a fine, fine writer. She and wrote a wonderful the Alice friend, Network if people are thinking, okay. how do I know yeah, that name? Yeah. So The Huntress it's, is just coming out? It is an incredible book. I got to read it. I first read it more than a year ago when it was just, uh, it had just come out of edits, and, and I was looking at, I was privileged enough to see it uh, early on. It It is just incredible. I will warn readers, 
do not start reading this book at 10 or 11 at night. I'm, I'm just warning you because I learned the hard way. You stayed up on I night. picked it up late at night, and I was up the entire night oh. reading it. Oh it is, it's kind of, and in fact, there are points where, um, you know, you can't turn the pages fast enough. That's the experience I had. Right. Wonderful. Um, well, what, a, what a wonderful, you know, yeah. way to describe a book. You can't turn the pages fast enough. Fast enough. Lori and I felt about that way about the, cr- the the gown, gown. I yeah, the gown. The no, the gown. It was just we loved it, but we were like really going slow at the end because we end. didn't want to. I really, we loved your characters. We loved yeah. Nan and Miriam, and I mean, the which is everybody. Thank you so much. Nice right. to meet you, and we're, best of luck. We'll keep our eye on for your next book, okay? Thank you so much. All right, much. thanks, Jennifer. Listen, we got a couple copies to give away 651-641-1071, and we come back. It's going to be a Hollywood surprise. Let them eat cake, she says Just like Mary Antoinette A built-in remedy For Crash Goff and Kennedy Anytime an invitation you can decline Caviar and cigarettes Well-versed and etiquette And on Twitter, she doesn't have a lot of action going there but She's uh, got a lot of good books She's got Kate Quinn um, yeah. giving her book a nice blur But um, she, all of her books have been international bestsellers somewhere in france after the war is over moonlight over paris good night from london and now the gown which we absolutely loved loved love love love. people are gonna love this is a five star compared to the book last week looker which i i liked a little bit more than you did but that was a a disturbing book It's a disturbing short book, but well, watch it be a successful something. Sure. It'll get optioned for something because it it's is... It's crazy, all these books, like we already know they're being optioned by this, by that, by this, well, by that. Well, I, I think that more women are able, are getting are, producing yeah. money and they're getting, you know... Telling women's stories. And there's more places for it with streaming and everything, yeah. you know, well, where they're getting sold. Now, whether or not they actually get made... But like look, Looker would be, even if it were made into a, a anything on the big screen. It's too disturbing. It is a disturbing moment. And it'll it's be like, I don't like, like, remember like how much people like Requiem for a Dream? Oh, God. One of the That's most depressing. Well, one of, yeah. Looking yeah. for Mr. Goodbar. Yeah. You want to go even yeah. further yeah. back. That's true. Sometimes yeah. these dark, disturbing movies yeah. are, I don't like them. are not... Fulfilling? They're, no, not at all. Like, like, okay, like, like this movie, Angelina Jolie's Maleficent. Did you see the first yes, one? Yes, I loved it. I mean, it was so it great. It was so great. And it came on the heels of you know the, you know Charlize Theron mm-hmm. and Kristen Stewart. I mean, we were the really, Huntsman, Snow White and the Huntsman. And I even love that. we even bought a little bit into that Julia Roberts one. Remember that one? What was that one? Uh, I don't know. And something, but it wasn't as good as like, you know, like Maleficent was really good the way they did that. The movie. The movie. And so this new one, Mistress of Evil, and it's just, you know, the side of her. The next one can be, you know, Horns of Doom. They could do a trilogy (laughs) if this does well. It would be good. I have to just be honest. Yesterday, we, you guys, we were talking about The Widow with Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Uh We're talking about her making out and hanging out with Pete Davidson and the age difference and everything. Yeah, to get some eyes on Amazon. And you described this as CIA meets Congo. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm just going to say. Barbie Congo. All right. I went in that rabbit hole. And I'm going to call it CIA meets Congo meets Lost, the TV show Lost, uh, because of the backstories. 
I love this. Why didn't you? Why didn't I know I haven't watched oh, it yet. Haven't. I just haven't watched it yet because it's on Amazon. And like oh, I told yeah. you yesterday, I'm trying to find allegiance to my DVR <laughs> program. Right. I'm being loyal for no reason at all. Really Donnie, I liked it. Good. I'm no, glad to hear the that. The audience liked it more than the critics. And yeah. I thought that yeah. the critics, critics seemed, wasn't it like 70? I mean, ah, it wasn't. Schmidt. But like, it wasn't like something no, like a 30. It wasn't that opposite, yeah. you know. So. But it is. I'm. It's on Amazon. She hasn't Drive. been in anything good for Not a long really, time. No, and she's good in this. And she I is. think that that was that. See, that's what Jesse Smollett should have done. He needed, if he wanted to raise his profile, <laughs> he needed to get together With and a have a young hot man or an old hot man. Have some kind of a romance. Notice mm-hmm. how he's dropped off of everything. Well, probably due to the advice of his lawyer. Let me see if we can work out a plea yeah, deal. You, well, probably, yeah. you go to rehab. You go to rehab. Right, we'll right. do a sit down. Well, it'll be probably with Gail based on uh, like her amazing interview that she had today that she kept her head together. But anyway, going back to this uh, Angelina Jolie, it explains the Brad Pitt oh, story yesterday. That he thinks she spoils the kids, yes. which is a bunch of BS. I, of course not, but for some reason, somebody thinks this is a good story to spill the tea on over to, um, and it was like the blast or radar or something like that. Brad fears Angelina is spoiling the kids. Now, Brad doesn't know that his team is selling this. It's probably somebody at Warner Brothers with his agency at CAA going, should we just you know kind of do this? Because... Angelina is going to be out full force next fall for the movie. And Brad's movie, when does that, that comes out in August? Which movie is that? The Quentin Tarantino. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, August, yeah. So Angelina's coming out in October. This is, people pay attention to all the movie stuff in September. July, Americans are on vacation. Well, he's in the, he's out today. No, I know, but I'm just saying that it was like, it seems such a petty story that they're like, why they need to peddle this, you know? I don't know, but he, it doesn't make sense. A story came out about him, his plan B is teaming up on the thriller The Silent Patient. Have you guys heard about this? No. Is it, because, is of course, picture? he Plan B was a part of Vice, which was nominated for... Plan B has been part... I wonder if Jennifer Aniston regrets giving up because no. she and Brad Pitt started that company yeah, together yeah. with Brad Gray, who's now right. dead. If Beale Street Could Talk yeah. was theirs, you know... 12 um, Years a Slave. Yeah, did. I mean, they, movies, yeah. they are... Right. It's, a, it's a force to be reckoned oh, with because yeah. they've got... Um, They've backed it up with movies that deliver at the box. Mm-hmm. So this is a thriller that centers centers on a, a female character, Alicia Berenson, a okay. famous painter married to an in-demand fashion photographer Ooh. whose perfect life includes a grand house overlooking a park in one of London's most desirable areas. Please, one let evening, be, be... Her husband, husband returns home late from a fashion shoot, and she shoots him five times in the face, oh. and then she never speaks another word. What? Oh, refusal to wow. talk or give any kind of explanation casts her into no- notoriety. The price Ooh. for art skyrockets. She is the silent patient. Oh she resides at the Grove. Is it a true story? I, no, but, no it but it sounds so good. so good. It reminds me of what was the story that we read um, about the guy in, in Duluth? Was it, um, uh, you know, that was in prison. His dad had taken him into the woods when he was young and then he wouldn't talk to anybody but the one main character. Oh, come on, you guys. Oh, the book? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It's the guy, he does a lot of books. 
It's his main character. I couldn't think of its name. But anyway. Uh, not, no, I don't know. Oh, damn it. Yeah. It was only six all... months ago, you guys. Yeah, that's so many books ago. It's it's so right. much gossip ago. That's true. So many chupacabras. That's true. Stop with that.